Michael Weston. I used to be a spy until... Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Whoa, if I knew that baby was here, I would have gotten us out of there a lot faster. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello and a strangely appropriate evening. The wind is howling. My co-host assures me the rain is lashing. Oddly enough, not here. It must be all over there. And welcome to a Gatecast off-format episode, which means we don't have a number, covering Burn Note Season 2, Episode 16. Hello, good evening, everybody. Well, everybody's got other things to do. And we've noticed traditionally our downloads drop through the floor during the Christmas period. Quite frankly, we can't afford to lose many more. <laughs> Folks, it's the 25th of September when we're recording this. Please leave that in. <laughs> like every other holiday special you've ever seen. Yep. And recorded about the same time of year. This week we were looking at something for Michael Shanks. Alan suggested Burn Notice and an episode where he features quite prominently. I'm watching it for the first time. I'm just, I believe we're both fans. Oh yeah, I've seen Burn Notice. There are a few other shows we could have done with Michael Shanks. He was in Smallville for a few episodes. He did a Eureka, didn't he? I don't recall him doing a Eureka. I think he did. He did Arctic Blast B-movie. That's uh, another consideration. The management. Big spoiler warning. This is season two, episode 16, the season finale. If you haven't seen Burn Notice and you're planning to, then you probably shouldn't do it. No. Otherwise, uh, sit back and have fun. The management. Burn Notice is a USA Network production, premiered June 28th, 2007. It was created by uh, Matt Nix, also did uh, The Good Guys. Colin Hanks and Bradley Whitford and Jenny Wade, worth looking at. Only lasted a season, but absolutely hilarious. So far, Burn Notice has gone for six seasons. It's one of those shows that kind of gets split in half by the broadcaster. More than half this year, from what I could see. It, it took a break in July, and then it came back for three or four episodes. You really do need a DVR to watch some of these shows these days. They just kind of appear. Jeffrey Donovan, he plays a lead character, Michael Weston who's a former CIA agent who was disavowed by his employer and left in Miami. Luckily for him, his mother lives in Miami. Could be good, could be bad. His mother played by Sharon Gless from Cagney and Lacey. Cagney or Lacey? Mm, I don't know, I never watched that show. I did. I think it was Cagney. Michael Weston's girlfriend, stroke companion, confidant, get into trouble with, is played by Gabrielle Anwar, Fiona Glenan. Mm-hmm. Not get into the accent. You won't hear the accent in this episode because they dropped it after the pilot. They revived it, I think, in season three. For special occasions. It's not as if it became common, though. Popped up again briefly in season six. The other big name is Bruce Campbell, Yay. who plays a former friend of uh, Michael Weston's, who used to, as the credits go, inform on him to the FBI. Bruce Campbell, Hercules and Xena, Briscoe County Jr., Spider-Man, Evil Dead, love his work. Yes, Ash. Good friend of Sam Raimi's intends to cameo in pretty much any movie that Sam directs. <laughs> the management. Right then. Now, what screen are you on? A black screen? Or... I'm on a black screen, and as soon as I hit space, he's going to say my. There we go. In honour of Miami. Tres, dos, unos. Clicky. My name is Michael Weston. And we go. Yes, we are. We get the uh, dialogue at the start of every episode. When you're burned, you've got nothing. Dialogue doesn't change until season six, but the pictures, that initial bit, but these bits, tend to change with each season, usually clips from the previous season. You rely on anyone who's still talking to you. A trigger-happy ex-girlfriend. Shoot them. 
an old friend who used to inform on you to the FBI. You know, spies, bunch of bitchy little girls. It's actually pretty useful. I mean, I always get this, obviously, because if you're a regular viewer, you've seen it, but anybody new to the show, it gives you a quick grinding straight away. Oh, yeah, yeah, let you know who everyone is, and I don't think it'd be the same without the intro. Previously on Burn Notice. Give us the man who killed our operatives, and you and I can have a little chat. Oh, there's Carla, the evil one. Yes, Trisha Helfer. Probably the best thing to come out of Battlestar Galactica. And there's Michael. Yes. In a little previously thing. Ready buff. Mm-hmm. Pre-buff, as it were. Scruffy. Questions, and I have a feeling you can answer them. Well, that's not on the menu. And I'm asking for answers. Ooh. And there we see him tasered. I like the expression on his face. The expression on his face is good. <laughs> And we're into the episode proper. The most dangerous time in any operation is just as everything's coming together. In a dialogue by Michael Weston, we get this a lot. He explains what he's doing. They do have a lot of shots of Miami. I'd say the thing probably isn't filmed in Miami, is it? It is filmed in Miami. They actually leave the Coconut Grove Convention Center, then filmed in and around that area. Of course, there's not much you can do but act like everything's fine. Hello, Michael. Care for a chocolate-covered pomegranate seed? Chocolate-covered pomegranate seed. That's a flash. Mm. Not bad for a handler. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to handle you. Oh, yes. Good old days before the burn notice when Michael Weston was just a carefree spy in the deserts of Afghanistan. No, of course not. Ah, Carla, a former spy herself. It seems that everybody that works for the uh, management, who are this season's bad guys, who are basically the whole series' bad guys, yeah. until they, well... Well, that's not. <laughs> then I found I didn't miss it. You might find the same thing, Michael. And if I want my life back? Well, that's why I'm here. Anything's possible if you do your job. I'm working on it, you know me. They've tried to convince Michael to do uh, their bidding through violence, intimidation, blackmail, threats, and basically uh, the charm, Mm -hmm. as shown by Carla. Unfortunately, as we've seen throughout this season, she does have an edge to her. I could be this guy. Uh, gratuitous art shot the random extra I thought how to be a spy 101 <laughs> I like that car now this place looked familiar I'm sure I've seen it on CSI Miami <laughs> a former sugar refinery I think it is Cruise. hey Mikey you sure you weren't followed sure as I can be always got a beer he likes his beer yes he does I think we're fine yeah I wouldn't put it past you a lot chubbier early on. And he's lost a lot of weight. Rather more felt self, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see how our guest is doing. Last I checked, he was sleeping. Oh, it's Gabriel. to sleep when you're cable tied to a chair. How long has he been in there alone? A few hours. Last thing she was in, in the Tudors. So she wore considerably more clothes. Bean background. At this range, it'll break a few ribs. Yes. <laughs> she always looks good with a gun. She's cradling the gun like a small child. <laughs> it's a baby. Nice place. I stayed in a bed and breakfast like this once. Glad you like it. When you're dealing with a trained operative, you have to assume they're as good as you are. If you'd have cut through the restraints, given a few hours alone, chances are he had the same idea. And here we get monologue again. Mm-hmm. Action scene. Yeah, uh, get him, Shanksy. Ooh, chain. <laughs> Ooh, that's got to hurt. Straight to the gut. Here comes Fiona. Oh, I assume that was a beam background. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough for boys. 
it's always fun until someone gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and the titles come up, burn notice. For about two seconds. <laughs> so, now we're cozy, what shall we talk about? Why don't we start with why you tried to blow me up? Why do you make it sound so personal? Oh yes, Michael Shanks, a.k.a. Victor, tried to blow him up. <laughs> I just hit that machine with a baseball bat. Why'd you hit the machine, then? You know, not to be rude, but I'd just as soon skip to the end here. The end. Well, if there's one thing everyone knows about Michael Weston, it's that he wants his job back. And here I sit your shot at getting that. Now, it doesn't take an intelligence analyst to see how this ends. So, wake me when Carla gets here. Or shoot me now and save everyone some time. This is one thing that comes to light during the season, that Victor himself, while working for the management, you know, the... The bad guys, the uh, Wrangler stroke assassin forum in this region of the, of America, mm-hmm. has his own agenda and is in pretty much the same place that Michael Weston is. Well, maybe that Michael Weston was at the start of season one. Trust you. Just like that. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. That little piece of text special guest star, John Mahoney, who most people will probably know as the father in Frasier. Oh, yes. <laughs> came as a surprise to me when he actually, because I wasn't looking at the screen when the name popped up, but when he appeared, I was like, oh my God, it's him. <laughs> Where's Eddie? <laughs> yes. He's sort of a little dog. Michael Shanks getting to and. Next to $1,000 a day. Mm. Your family was dead, not even enough money for a bus ticket home. And then you got a call from Carl. Oh, I was more enthusiastic about the opportunity than you were. It was a way back in, a way to get payback. Well, it took me some time by the... I found what I was looking for. Here we get Victor's backstory. <laughs> and the punchline, the really, really funny part is, it was Carla. She had my family killed as part of my recruitment. <laughs> yes, the laugh. I'm sorry. By that time, I was a, I was inside. I was an effective operative, and I figured, hey, while I'm here, why not? Got the entire organization. Well, I took my shot. And here we are. Unlike Michael, he lost everything. Yes. So when he was thrown to the walls, he really had only one way to go. Howell. The fact that they chose to dump Michael in Miami probably saved his life. The ties to his mother and a couple of friends. Yes. I've got a boat docked out at the end of Randall Key. The cabin is booby-trapped with a claymore. Claymores. Yay. Bit of a nod to Stargate there. Don't think Stargate can actually claim sole proprietary use of Claymores. But we like Claymores. They go boom. They go boom when Jack tells them to go boom. Oh. Now, if this was Stargate, that'd be a very worrying laugh. <laughs> We've seen episodes where we dealt with Daniel Sanity. Yeah, quite right. Especially the one who was in the uh, sanitarium. Or the multiple personality one. Was it Lifeboat? You're trusting him? How many times does someone have to try to kill you before he's crossed the line? We came to an understanding. You know, when I was a kid, I adopted a dog that I found. He had these big eyes, and I used to rub his belly, and I thought we had something special. Right up until he bit a chunk out of me. I'll show you the scar if you'd like. <laughs> Homespun truths from Sam. Yes, Fiona, untrustworthy and untrusting. Hmm. Rub his belly if you need to. How much a part of Michael are those shades? I think they probably bought him a, a crate full of them <laughs> when they started filming. Well, they probably bought five or six. And the car, what do you know about the car? I know nothing about the car, really. Of the two cars in this episode, that's not the one I looked up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many of those they went through. Probably a few, because we saw one blow up in the title sequence. Hmm. 
as we're seeing on screen at the moment, Fiona, who does uh, the entry into the boat... The bomb disposal. Why does she do that? Because she's an expert bomb maker. Oh, dear. She's impressed. <laughs> Oh, that's a fun little setup, isn't it? That'd take your head off. <laughs> and pretty much everything else. <sighs> nice work. Victor should probably teach a class or something. I thought Born Notice was a class. Here. He said to check under the bed. Spam and Captain Crunch. That's not good for you. <laughs> Spies are supposed to travel light, with nothing that could identify them. Some do, but most find that staying sane requires staying connected to something that reminds them why they do what they do. See, they're changing things up now. Victor's made three appearances so far in this season. I think two of them he's actually either shot at him or tried to blow Michael up. Well, now we're getting the explanation. Who knew you could feel this bad for a psychopath on the edge of sanity? People don't get there on their own, Vic. Being under Carla's thumb, it's a strain. Oh, you've done all right. I never lost everyone I cared about. They build that? Uh, they probably built the cage. I, nah, I suspect the building was already there. Well, obviously. <laughs> Don't be silly. Is this an interrogation? No, that's such an ugly word. I just want you to show me that you are who you say you are. Establish your identity. That's that's what number five in the military interrogation manual. He <laughs> said military. Look, we don't have to play any games here. Fact is, we're both on the same side, right? Fear down. Approach fourteen, right? Yeah, I believe it is number fourteen. So how about this? Technique number one: the direct approach. My best friend Mike is out there putting his butt on the line for you, so I want some answers. This is actually a good scene between these pair. They actually can play similar characters. Bruce Campbell, he got a spin-off TV movie out of this series called The Fall of Samax, which tells his backstory. No, also known as season 4.5. <laughs> it's best watched after season 4 because it spoils otherwise. Well, that's not a good sign. Why Miami? They're in cities all over. Although, from what I can tell, they may have to shut down in Miami for a while. Mm. I don't like the sound of that. You shouldn't. If Michael doesn't hand me over, Carla's going to cut her losses. Starting with Michael's family. No, dear. Da, da, da. She's going to be a busy girl. There we go. Michael drives a 1973 Dodge Charger. Hmm. In the series, it was his father's car, which he uh, rebuilt with his brother. Two or three times. <laughs> yes. Quite often got bullet holes put in it. Mm. This doesn't sound good, Mike. I mean, the big boys are coming into town, and if we don't hand them over... No, we're not handing anyone over. I'm just saying, we could have a war in our hands. Can <sighs> we cancel my meeting? No, don't. We need to keep everything looking like business as usual. Sam, can you pick up my mom? Take her up to Orlando. Make it look like a day trip. Uh, Michael does have a conveniently small family. Well, it helps into... You, you can bring his brother in when and if you need him. Yep. He can't get rid of his mother. <laughs> hmm. She's responsible for the profitability of every cigarette company in America, I reckon. <laughs> you've got to admire, though, you know, if you've got friends like this, nobody can touch you. Mm -hmm. They'll do more than die for you. They'll do anything that's required of them. <laughs> With a cigarette. Yeah, not bent over <laughs> far enough. Not really. Sam, you scared me. Sorry, listen, Madeline, I hate to do this to you again, but uh, we got a situation. Wait, what's wrong? Is Michael okay? He's fine, but is your stuff handy? Because it's time for an emergency trip to Disney World. Disney World? Why in God's name would I want to go to Disney World? 
because it's a magical kingdom with lots of witnesses and great security. So if you can just get your bag, we'll go. Sharon Glass, she was in Cagney and Lacey, but she's also been in Nip Tuck, Queer as Folk, the American version. A bit further back, Centennial, the miniseries. <sighs> That's a long story. Wonderful. I love stories. Yeah, but see, it's the kind of story that's best told on the way up to Orlando. Do you know they have a hotel up there where the giraffes, they come right up to your balcony? Well, as much as I love giraffes, <laughs> I'm not uprooting my life again to run from something I don't even know what it's about, Sam. So I'm not going anywhere. I like that answer from Bruce. This is the magical kingdom. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's, it's... How many pills is she on? I hope the vitamins. There's at least 15 bottles there. And she's lighting up again. Uh-huh. you got to love a character. Yeah. Everybody's really scared of her, afraid of her, <laughs> especially Sam. But it's a little hard to trust someone when they've tried to kill you four times. Four, that seems high. Oh, come on, you're counting earlier with a chair. Yes. <laughs> oh, we, oh, oh, I forgot the chair. <laughs> What's the voice for? Do we really want to know? <laughs> Probably not. If there is an open threat. Of course you did. They'll still run surveillance, though, and check in. What time is it, 10.30 or so? About that. I've been off the grid long enough for them to get suspicious. They'll have gotten the go-ahead to hunt you. Set up a perimeter around your last known location. If there's a major road around here... They'll be waiting at it. Wonderful. Look at it this way. When Carla finds out you hit me, all your questions will be resolved. With a bullet to the head for both of us. Oh, you're going to kill me yourself. Well, hell yeah. If you're going to step to the bell, you might as well ring it, huh? <laughs> That's Daniel, isn't it? Yeah. It's unfair, though, to any actor to keep comparing one role to another. Victor looks confused. Hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're going to help me? I get to be one of Michael Weston's clients? One of the desperate people to whom you lend your razor-sharp mind and fists of fury? Lucky you. <laughs> that that's my favourite bit. But I've never had to wait that long for one. Yes, the uh, the name of the client and the description, and they also do it for the bad guys as well. The bad guys tend to be funnier. They do. There was one. I think it's season three, but this isn't a spoiler. Bruce Campbell refers. Sam refers to E N I C, and even Michael's confused. E N I C, and Bruce goes extreme nutbag in charge. That was one of my favourite ones. I tweeted it. I'd like to know how they get to do the driving. Well, the stunt driving, though. Hmm. Do they have a team? Jeffrey Donovan. He's been in Crossing Jordan. He had his own series, Touching Evil, which was the American remake of the English series. Earlier than that, uh, also in The Pretender. Not as The Pretender. No, he was The Pretender's brother. Many of those cars do they go through? Because some of those turns, you're probably going to snap a stub axle. As car chasers go, it's not that exciting. They have done better in this series, but you always wonder, you've got so many cars following you, why don't one or two of them speed up a bit? (laughs) Just break off and intercept them further along the road. You guys are pretty good. Looks like they pulled out all the stops for us. I'm flattered. In a firefight on the road, you've got a few options. Without something high caliber, you're not going to be able to penetrate the radiator or the firewall behind it. That leaves two options. The windshield or ricocheting bullets off the ground up through the undercarriage, which is one of the least reinforced parts of a car. For sheer panic, it's hard to beat bullets coming up from the floorboards. Obviously, we know why Victor's driving, so that Michael can do his stuff. Clever. Bouncing bullets off the concrete, (laughs) come up through the floor. You're not going to duck bullets coming at your head, but coming at your groin. Vietnam thing with them sitting on the helmets. Yeah, get your priorities right. Is that Rick Floyd? Holy 
Ethylene glycol's not gonna burn fast enough to do anything. It will when it's mixed with chlorine dioxide and some other stuff. Someone's been to the chemical store, I see. Oh. Uh, that's why they come from inside. There's no way that was doable. <laughs> Not quite as bad as the Dukes of Hazard was, though, is it? Yeah, the Dukes of Hazard went through an average two general knees an episode. Michael's built a firebomb. Woo! Boom! I liked you. Have I ever told you that? It's amazing what you can find in your glove box, isn't it? It's amazing what Michael can find in his glove box. Oh, and a convenient... That kind of reminds me of that scene from the end of Robocop. Yeah, a bit, don't it? Going down the yeah. alley, running into stuff. We're going to need to find a parking garage. We need a new ride. Now that... Oh, no. And another car. Following them. <laughs> that one wasn't necessary. It's a bad arcade game, isn't it, where you think you've killed off the boss and another one comes. You think you're clever. Clever? Well, I tested well in school, but they say that doesn't mean... You're trying to save the man who tried to kill you. Victor and I have known each other for a long time. You have no idea who you're dealing with. You know, I know it's been a short time, but sometimes you meet someone and you just get that feeling. Enough. It's time you learned actions have consequences. Funny, I was thinking it was time for you to learn the same thing. Should you give me the actions have consequences speech? Yeah. Someone who's doled out a lot of those consequences over the years... She'll go after your family. That'll be harder than she thinks. Now, this is just quicker. A 70s Charger or a, a 2000 whatever. There, there. <laughs> what happened to you can't drive that way severe tire damage? Convenient car park. They didn't have a ramp there. How about this? Two guys, Miami Q convertible, perfect camouflage. Yeah, I'm looking for something with a little more horsepower. Now, if I was chasing these, I'd think, right, where are they going to go? We've got them. Oh, beats fuzzy dies, I suppose. Madeline, if I knew more, I would tell you. So you don't know who these people are? I mean, you have names. Can't you just look them up? Uh, that's not how it works. If you're not watching the episode, the, the boys have driven into a multi-story car park and the bad guys are blocking off the entrances. And Michael's ripped off a fuzzy winger. No, rear view. Meanwhile, back at Michael's mum's house, Sammy's trying to convince her to leave, but it's not working. Nope. She's busy mixing a drink. You want a beer? No, Madeline. I don't want a beer. This is serious. <laughs> How dare you raise your voice? <laughs> it's not that. He refused a beer. <laughs> now, where's Madeline? I'll have an overnight bag packed. Yeah, even this early on into the show, having to uh, run for your life. Not unusual. Crap. One gone against six guys. Well, it does allow Sam to do his uh, MacGyver bit. Normally, it's Michael who managed to make anything out of anything. Change your plans. Where's your shotgun? In the back. Go get it now. <laughs> you just shot two holes in your door, don't worry about it. What the hell are you doing? Get down. I suppose it does keep the bad guys back until they know exactly where you are. <laughs> I guess this means we're not going to Disney World. You think? <laughs> Probably not. It's uncanny how many cars in America do not have alarms. They're not taking any chances with the two bad boys in here. They're doing it right, setting up a perimeter and waiting for backup. Well, we should get some backup of our own. 
Careful with that phone. Chances are it's a party line now. Ow, that's a lot of explosives. It does help when you've got a girlfriend who's an arms dealer. Michael, you are not going to believe the deal I got today. I am better hey. at buying guns than I am at buying shoes, and I am really good at See, buying Yona shoes. Glenn. What? Remember that drive past the factory where we first met? Do you think we could do something similar where we uh, picnic last month? You'll be making this drive soon? As fast as I can manage. She's not his girlfriend at this age. She has been his girlfriend. True. The tension is always there. Yep. And quite unusual for Fiona, she's wearing a lot of clothes. Yes. They really missed a chance to put her in a little sarong or bikini. Oh, this is getting better and better. I'm not getting Michael or Fiona. They probably ditched the phones. Should I call the police? No. That'll make it way too easy for them. Cops take us to the station, they know where we are, and they know that we are unarmed. So what do we do? Just sit here and wait? No, they're going to get more guys. we got to create a distraction and get them out of here. But the thing is, they're all over my car, and there's nowhere to get your car out of the garage. We could borrow Mrs. Reynolds' car. She lives over the back fence, and I have the key in case of emergency. Back fence, huh? That could work. Madeline, think you could find some Christmas lights? Like most modern American shows, and do like the cutscenes. Mm. Tor pads the episode out. Oh, Sam actually blow our house up at some at this point here. Yeah. At some point, yeah. To make a good-sized fireball without a lot of ordnance, you need a powder with a high surface area to mass ratio. Non-dairy creamer mixed with gunpowder works nicely. Yeah. <laughs> this is inspired. I mean, who would have thought? Christmas lights. You're really seeing these montages. How long do the bad guys wait before attacking the house? Now, this must have taken half hour, an hour at the very least. Shotgun shells, fairy lights, half-fat dairy creamer. <laughs> Insurance policy, in case she ever found out what I was up to. Insurance? Yeah, she likes her options for personal errands, making extra cash, payback, that kind of thing. Now, I've got a, a file at a safe house in town. Now, we yeah. get that. We can blackmail our way to safety. Yeah, it's a distant second of dousing her in kerosene and lighting a match, but under the circumstances, it'll have to do. Now, are we ready to use this or what? I think we can go further with this. Yeah, there's a lot of difference between Victor and Michael at this stage. Yeah. Victor has nothing to lose. No. Cole has been a naughty girl, working her own angles. He enjoys playing crazy. I think he does. Now, okay, they react to when there's three black Cadillacs or whatever, with people with guns around them. Well, the spikes drip down. <laughs> Get them, boys. Fools, minions, you just can't get them. Mm. Or you can soften it up with a little misdirection. Here it comes! Look out! Get out of the way! Oh, so they still look covert. Doesn't offer a great deal of protection. It no. is made out of plastic, isn't it? That's the car you looked up? No. <laughs> I know what a Corvette looks like. <laughs> the other thing about this. It's really fun. It's been 23 minutes. Feels like we've been here hardly any time at all. Burn Notice is a fun show. Do I like it? My supernatural light. If I've had a bad day, but not a truly crap one, I'll watch Burn Notice. See, this is a better car chase around the streets of Miami. Mm-hmm. They seem to be driving uh, quite calmly now. Well, there could be a, a copper. We're feeling... <laughs> yes. She's got a few sticks of C4. This remarkably flammable piece of Miami. <laughs> Which is pretty much any piece of my arm if it happens to be in. Come on, Michael. Oh! Boom. 
She got that very close. She did, didn't she? <laughs> Victor wasn't expecting it. It's so much better when they have practical effects like that. And that looked like it actually dodged the paintwork. <laughs> did we get insurance on that car? No. Oh. The expression on Michael Shanks' face is like, what the? <laughs> For God knows how many years he's been doing this alone, you know. It's nice to have a partner. Mm. <laughs> Where did you meet her? <laughs> I want one. Yeah. Can I? She followed me home. Can I keep her? We've gotten used to a blue eye undie, though, haven't we? Later, later episodes. Blackmail. That's the idea? We're doing all this so we can throw some paperwork at Carla? It's the smart play here. We're outgunned. We'll get bigger guns. <laughs> Fiona loosed everything. <laughs> we'll get bigger guns. If the file is so great, then why didn't you use it before? This isn't just about her. I want the guys who call the shots. File was just in case, enough to force her to back off. This is just about putting a bullet in Carla. It would have been over a long time ago. Still putting a bullet in Carla sounds awfully good. When it comes to that, you'll have to get in line. Yeah, about that file. Your safe house, not so safe. I wonder if Victor's ready for a shower because he's been tied up for the last couple of days. And it's Miami. Now, I've been in Orlando, I've been in Sarasota. The climate's similar. Sometimes I wish you'd get a hobby. Which room is it in? It's not in the room, it's on the utility pole. A fake utility box isn't a bad hiding place. Nice. People don't touch things labeled high voltage. Repair crews leave them alone too. They're not real, so they never need servicing. Too bad Carla's surveillance is parked right in front of it. <laughs> ah, clever. Unless, of course, a repair crew drives by and says, should we have one of them on that bowl? Yeah, yeah. you're assuming a forward-thinking repair crew. Yes. <laughs> Is that on the job sheet? No. Well, I'm not doing it then. They could be completely innocent. Oh, please, no one's completely innocent. Is that what you told yourself when you tried to kill me? Oh, cynic Victor, cynic. Although you can't really blame him for what he's gone through. No. Oh, a little bit of promotion there. Surprising they didn't have a little shot of the console. Mm. Thanks for calling OnStar. Yes, I need directions to the closest hardware store. I'd like to avoid major intersections and government buildings. I found a hardware store on Seabird Avenue. Would you like me to direct you? Yes, please. Okay. Party's starting. You ready? Does it matter? Not really. <laughs> no, it was not. This basically could be MacGyver or the A-Team. Mm. Take your pick. Nobody dies in the A-Team. Remember, folks, this is done with fairy lights and some shotgun shells. <laughs> like I said, Von Lott was how to be a terrorist 101. <laughs> I don't think that's really a survivable event. <laughs> there goes the living room at the front of the house. <laughs> She's not going to be happy. No. Do you think they saw us? No, they're busy with the team out front. We're probably good to go. No rush, folks. Whoa, if I knew that baby was here, I would have gotten us out of there a lot faster. And there we go. <laughs> Cherry Red, Buick. 1960s Invicta. That paint walk looks fresh. It does, not it? Sam takes a very much of a shine to this car in the next season. He's a bit of a charmer. He's a, a ladies' man. Normally older ladies, but often younger ones as well. He really knows how to lay the charm on. You saw what happened back there, right? Yeah, I did. You really think the best use of your time is a three-hour drive to Orlando? Yeah, do you have a better idea? Yeah, I do. Okay, fine. Well, let's hear your plan. I take care of myself. 
And you go save my son. They sent men to me with guns, Sam. God knows what they sent to him. Listen, the one thing a woman my age can do in Miami is blend in. If they could pick me out of 10,000 other 60-something women with bleached blonde hair, I guess I'm done for, huh? Can you find? Maybe. We got a few rally points around Miami we use for emergencies, but come on, Madeline, are you sure? He needs you more than I do, Sam. It's wrong to say uh, Madeline is nasty, but she's old school, isn't she? We know her backstory. Her husband was uh, abusive both to her and the kids. Kind of drove Michael away from home and into the military. That's true. One of the most common cover ideas for a spy is service personnel. Of course, anyone who works in intelligence knows to check service personnel. Hang on a minute. I saw that woman walk by about three minutes ago. In a different area? In the same area, but it was the same woman. As she walked around the block while they've been waiting. The active ingredient in pepper spray is the chemical capsaicin. Mixed with some alcohol and oil, pressurize it in a paint sprayer with CO2, and you have a homemade pepper grenade. A few nails in the right places on a car door blocks the lever bar, making it impossible to open. This is the good bit. Michael's explaining exactly what he's doing and how he's done it. Yep. It adds an extra bit of depth. <laughs> oh, clever. <laughs> Homemade tear gas. Mm. That came off rather easy, didn't it? What if they'd had a hurricane or something? Well, he attached it. It's probably just hooked on. Yeah, it could have been. Another good thing at shooting in Miami, though. They have some spectacular beachfront. <laughs> yeah. I can see why Carla wouldn't want this out there. It should send a black ops team to deal with a parking ticket. Pretty much. The higher-ups stay away from most operations. They have two rules. Don't screw up and don't get caught. Don't get involved unless things go very, very wrong. Well, I'd say this situation qualifies. Carla has a lot of enemies from her spook days, and she's made more sense. And then she made the mistake of vouching for you, big guy. This file should be more than enough to earn her a retirement bullet. Carla's entire work history. This is pretty damning stuff. This is uh, the dossier Victor's made on Carla. All uh, off-the-book little deeds that the management will not be happy about. She'll back off. Fast. Then we get out of town, maybe to Cuba. Fabulous. Great music. Lots of sexy, unemployed men. Fee, can I talk to you for a sec? Victor's appeared in four episodes this season. The first one, Bad Blood, then Truth and Reconciliation. Sins of Omission, and finally the finale, Lesser Evil, which we're watching at the moment. I need you to find Sam and help him protect my family. Can't Sam do it on his own? You know, I know you don't like to hear this. You and Sam are a good team. There's also a number of novels out on Burn Notice by the author Todd Goldberg. The car. I expect you to bring it back clean with a full tank. Yeah, there's also friction between Sam and Fiona. They're both kind of vying for Michael's... Best friend? I think Fiona's vying for Michael to do things that Sam probably wouldn't be comfortable with. <laughs> it's not goodbye, it's just... in case. No, that's not his girlfriend at all. Kissy, kissy. <laughs> And that is to remind you to be careful. Ooh, that's our Fiona. <laughs> I've never really noticed, but they do play a lot of music in the episodes, don't they? You don't know it when you're watching it on TV, but when you've got it in headphones... Yeah. I mean, you probably didn't notice when you watched it last night, but when it's sort of in your ears, you can't tune it out. Looks like no one's around. Bit nondescript, but probably what a spy wants. I think I picked an episode that had a lot of Michael Shanks in it. 
which was important considering it's a Michael Shanks. <laughs> well, you, you, that's why I reviewed it. I was like, okay, plenty of Michael Shanks, that'll do. Mm. You know how these things start. Someone runs an operation off the books. It's supposed to be a one-time thing, but when it's over, there's power to be had. It takes on a life of its own. It's the organization, not some guy. Why me? Don't tell me my name was picked out of some hat. We're getting some background on why... Michael was burnt in the first place, no basically because the management, a.k.a. the machine, wanted him. The machine wanted you, so it took you. Now you're part of it. I'm part of it. But that's what we're trying to destroy here, Sport. The level of influence and power they've got is uh, incredible. <laughs> is that his mojito? If it's not a beer, he's got a mojito. What is a mojito? Oh, there you are. Hmm. I haven't been able to get anybody on the phone for ages. Where's Mikey? Is he here? No. Decided to go on a trip to Cuba with Victor. They're going after Carlo with documents. What are we supposed to do? I promised him I'd help you protect the family. Well, I promised Madeline I'd help protect Mike. So I guess the question is, which promise do we keep? <laughs> You've got your orders, son. I like the way she said documents. And some, you know, icky documents. Oh, well. <laughs> the reason they tend not to get on is because they are very, very much alike. Mm. Although... Fiona's more boom. Fortunate that nobody had gone in and re-rigged the uh, booby trap. Indeed. Looks like we're all clear. That's a big boat inside. That's probably a different boat inside. <laughs> yeah, that's why they've got the uh, curtains closed. We should have enough fuel to make it to the island, as long as we don't have to do too much detouring on the way. You start the engines, I'll cast off. Oh, them shot, Michael. Victor, even. Hmm. Oops, why did he stand outside in the door? Because he was going to untie the thingies, the lines. So they have been there. Or at least they were following him closely. Mm. Trisha Helfer recently was in the Tron Uprising, doing the voice of the grid. Also been in The Firm, Dark Blue, Battlestar, of course. Two and a half men earlier. I'm pretty sure she played one of Charlie's many girlfriends. She did, she also seen her in other things. Yeah, she's been a very busy actress. I took the precaution of having the local marina searched when I lost contact with Victor. Seemed like a long shot. Hated to think my two favorite operatives might be making nasty little plans together. Sorry to disappoint you. Uh, there we go. This is your explanation. Do like a good bad guy. Gloating a little. Four. Can't have you leaving before we have a chat. Great. Come on board. Let's talk. I'm fine here, thanks. Of course, she's also getting a little desperate. Michael. Management's on the way. They're going to want to know what happened here. Any story I tell them has to begin with Victor's dead body. Afraid of what he might share about your history together? Not important. What's important is that this story needs a hero. It could be you. Kill him or send him out and I'll do it. The helicopter's coming. Good evening. As you may or may not know, we are... The management. <laughs> Every time I say the management, see them bit. <laughs> so maybe you could drop it in. I mean, nobody outside of Britain and Ireland is going to get it, but... <laughs> He's a killer. You know that. He's what you made him. Time is up, Michael. Finish it off, or I will finish it for you. They're really putting her in a, a bit of a bind. She's got to solve this problem. Do it now. That was a good shot, because Trisha is not a thick-set woman. <laughs> Finally. Look, I know you want to save her the moment, but we got to get out of here. Okay, now we've got a bit of a firefight between, uh, <laughs> well... Everyone. Everyone, yeah, basically. <laughs> the black SUVs are turning up. Fully armed SWAT team. Looks like whoever's in that chopper brought some backup. Management ground crew. Never go anywhere without them. Mm-hmm. 
convenient as always. The bad guys aren't brilliant shots, especially when uh, you're trying to shoot someone wearing a nice bright Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. As Victor was? Well, no, as Sam is. Blood seeping out his chest wound. We gotta talk, big guy. That's Sam's fashion taste. <laughs> I went through a phase where I wore some very loud shirts. Don't tell me Victor's gonna die. Michael Shanks dying in a series? Tell me this is not so. Ascend, Michael! Ascend! <laughs> you lured her here, had your team take her out, and then killed me. Killed you? It's over. <sighs> the only question is whether you're a traitor who helped me, or the ace operative who shot me. <clears throat> I'm amazed he's still alive, because that was a sniper rifle. High calibre. The fact that he's still breathing is a, a miracle. He has the healing abilities as assigned to him by plot. <laughs> you know it has to be like this. He's getting nice and red in the face. Doesn't look like... Well, yeah, it looks like makeup on his chest, but... It's good plan with your sport. Oh. He's kind of pasty as well. Eh? He doesn't look you know, well. Surprised didn't add some. His eyes are bloodshot and everything. Goodbye, Victor. No matter what he's done since his uh, wife and child was murdered, he kind of redeemed himself at this point. Indeed. And even though this is an episode featuring Michael Shanks, we'll carry on till the end. We won't stop it here. Well, just because Michael has. <laughs> yeah. It's ironic. This could confuse listeners, though. Are we talking about Michael Shanks or Michael West? Use of the term Michael, we need to qualify. There's another thing uh, Michael's good at, uh, bluffing. He's a spy. 100% confidence in his own actions, so if you believe it, they'll believe it. We've seen him talk his way into and out of uh, near-death situations. He's coming out! Drop it! Hey there, it took you guys long enough. Who dropped the gun? Often the case where you think bad guy shoot him and be done with it but they never do well no otherwise we wouldn't be going six years after we search ah <laughs> oh, this is for the big guy nice to see him using a high value helicopter rather than them little dinky toys that some do ah, and if you sell it sell it big mm. step into my parlour there it is hi Jones This was a good role for John Mahoney. Yep. Not very demanding, but really plays mm. up to his skills. And he takes the glasses off. Oh, yes, of course he does. Here's Michael's voiceover again. Good luck, Mike. In intelligence work, your most important tool, more important than any combat technique, any technical skill, is your ability to twist the facts of a situation to your own advantage. The worse the facts are, the more you've got to sell it. Well, bluff and lie. Two rogue operatives in one day? <laughs> Lucky us. You're welcome. You know, I think you need to talk to the folks in human resources. You have some staff issues. I agree completely. Tell me, Michael, since you know so much about our problems, what should I do about our new recruit, Michael Weston? Wonderfully effective, terrifically resourceful, truly the best I've ever seen, but he just doesn't seem happy. Maybe it's the threats against his family. Yeah, Maybe that's it. It's people <laughs> trying to kill him. Maybe it's the fact that he had to use his people to clean up your mess. Your operatives... Are dead. 
and you're not. <laughs> it's a very good point. You created a job opening, Michael, and I have to fill it. Promotion via gun. You want money? You would have thought they'd have realised by now that offering money or anything like that just isn't going to work. Mm. The only thing that'll keep him working is the threat. Tell me, Michael, all your old enemies from your spy days, all the people who have scores to settle with Michael Weston, where do you think they've been? Did they just forget about you, or has someone been keeping them at bay? Ooh, keeping them at bay. Well, he's right. How many enemies has made throughout his career? Yeah, I'll be fine, thanks. You really think so? Yeah. Tell you what. We'll leave you alone if that's what you want, and your family too. See how you like it. <laughs> you want out? There's the door. But hear this. You have no idea what hell will rain down if we stop watching out for you. We'll conveniently hover, though. How high are we? I'll take my chances. I like that. Charting now the door's open. At least they're getting the little things right. <laughs> That's a good 100 meter drop. Elbows in. And he left the glasses behind. Ackerman, yeah, when I first watched this, I thought, why do you leave the glasses behind? Is there a tracker on him or something like that? Like I say, a jump from that height, that could kill you. Yeah. Of course, as you pointed out, it's not going to kill the star of the series. No. You're protected. You may work solo, but you have agreements with other spy agencies. Even when you're surrounded by your enemies, that protects you. When your entire career consists of making enemies, there's no greater danger than being totally cut off, alone. Breathing in bubbles like he did in that scene, might do. Might do indeed. I won't knock him for using a bit of reverse film footage for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. When you find yourself out in the cold, all you can do is put your head down and try to survive. Other shot in Miami. Yeah, nice shots. <laughs> That's a long way from shore, though, isn't it? <laughs> Let's pull back. You're going the yeah. wrong way, Michael. You're going the wrong way. Oh, oh bloody hell. <laughs> And we're done. And that was Season 2, Episode 16, Lesser Evil, the season finale of Burn Notice. Highly recommend anybody to watch this series. It's fun. And if you do decide to watch this series, by the time you get to Season 2, Episode 16, you may have forgotten this anyway. (laughs) Depending on your memory. Yeah, but come on, let's face it. The uh, star of the show survives. Not a surprise. No. Bad guys get shot. Not a surprise. Michael Shanks gets shot. Well, given the number of times he's in and dying Stargate, again, (laughs) not a surprise. (laughs) It throws you for a curve if he's in the programme when he survives to the end credits. <laughs> you think, is, is there something at the end? Not unless Alan Tudyk's there as well. <laughs> Poor Alan. Alan V died twice. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. He died, he came back, and he died again. I haven't seen Spamalot, but I don't think he died in that. <laughs> I know my friend Scott had the theme to Spamalot on his uh, iPod, and I said, no, I'll wait, because I would actually like to see it live, and I don't want to hear any of it before I do. Yeah. Anyhow, that was Born Not With Season 2, Episode 16. And next week, we are back onto the Stargate schedule with the SG-1 episode Icon, in which the team once again lose Daniel and start a global war on an alien world. So all in the day's work. We hope you enjoyed our little side trip into shows which feature Stargate actors, because we'll probably do it again at some point. We would, of course, love to hear what you think of any of the bonus shows, and, of course, reviews on iTunes are most welcome. You can find us at gatecast.co.uk, and our email is thegatecast at gmail.com We are on Facebook, Google+, iTunes and Stitcher. Just do a search for Gatecast 
and on Twitter we are under the Gatecast, which is one word. Thanks for listening to our uh, Burn Notice, aka Burn, aka Burn Notice slash Michael Spank. Spanks. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Yay, Freudian slip. <laughs> this is why you don't want a live stream. Uh, thanks for listening to our Burn Notice slash Michael Shank special. And listen to our other specials if you haven't already. Take care and stay safe, and we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.